Hi again, this is World Pastor Tony Olamo. This is program number 595. If you'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon will tell you how at the end of the program. Uh, let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're both free, including the postage and handling. I've got some real strong uh, Christian things for you tonight, this afternoon, this morning, whenever it is that you're listening to this program. I've got a message, I've got letters, I've got music. But right now, let's pray. Father, uh, anoint this service, uh, anoint this program, uh, anoint everything that's done on it. Lead, guide, and direct me as to what to say and what to do. Don't let me say anything that is contrary to your will. Lord, because it's your will that needs to be done, not mine. I open the windows of heaven and prepare every mind, heart, and spirit and soul to receive the things that are said on this program so that uh, they can be saved and so that they can get into the spirit, into the body of Christ, into Jesus, our Lord and Savior, Father, and also that we can get into you and you can get into us. And the Holy Spirit. All three of you are one. Now, Father, uh, we pray that you will uh, make this a testimonial of what to do and what not to do. And to show people that they're not keeping um, the things that you said to do in order for them to have a blessed life. Rebuke Satan, Father. Rebuke him. Open Many doors for us, good doors. Give us good fortune, as you said you would, to those who keep your commandments. And, um, Lord, you said that you were going to curse those that um, don't do what you say. And so we pray, Lord, that people will repent. But if they don't, we know that you're going to keep your word. Uh, and, Lord, we ask it in Jesus' name. And everyone says, Amen. Amen. All right, now I've got a song for you here. This one is, um, you know, there's people. We had a young man that used to be in our ministry years ago. And he left. What he was doing was, um, his name is Mike Bork. And he was uh, abusing his daughter, Melissa. Um, and for a long time, I didn't know anything about it. But he was beating her severely. And then he was uh, flirting around with uh, other people's wives. Gigi Aki uh, uh, was one of them. And then he uh, left the church with her. And he was married to Shelley Borg. And um, so G he ran off with uh, Gigi Aki, left his wife and children at the church, which one was Melissa, and one was Joshua, and what's the other child's name? Michael. Michael. And so it's just amazing how these uh, Michael and Joshua left the church too to be with him, who had abused their mother, uh, their daughter, their sister, and they went to live with him. It's because, uh, and then he went with another person that used to be in the church he got married to her too Valerie Herrero and uh, all of a sudden he um, he up and died on this uh, 
we got a word the other day that he died. And he, another thing he was doing was uh, telling all kinds of people lies about the church. Well, ever since he'd been gone, which is about 17 to 19 years, we've been supporting his wife and uh, children until his uh, two children left. And Melissa was telling me last night on the phone how he used to beat her. And I said, why in the world didn't you report it? I would have put him out immediately. He did a lot of severe uh, damage to her. Uh, because uh, I don't allow any child abuse at all. I've put people out of this church for doing st uh, things like that. So the um, he uh, this Mike Borick, the one I'm speaking about, who just died last Friday. So he had this fact uh, net message board, and he was saying on there that he got very sick with stomach cancer, very weak also. And he was at, in the hospital, and he said on this fact net board, he said uh, he knew that he had to get down to the hospital chapel. So he um, got him a little bit of strength up and went down to the chapel to pray. And he said he cried out to God, saying, if it was wrong for him to leave uh, the Tony Alamo Church, then let him die. And if he was, uh, wasn't wrong for leaving uh, the church, for the Lord to let him live, to heal him. He left the church, uh, as I said before, with another man's wife, and then married another man's wife that was in the church, and uh, brought, started bringing these false accusations against uh, me. Obviously, it was uh, wrong. Uh, the false accusations against me was that I said that it was right for uh, people if they, uh, you know, their uh, children were uh, like rebellious and evil, that you have to spank them. Okay, it's in the Bible. And nobody's going to come against me and say that I'm wrong for preaching the Bible. There's a freedom of religion still in the United States of America. It's in the Bible in many different places. So anyway, after saying, God, you know, if it was wrong for me to leave the church, and said, if uh, it was wrong, then uh, let me die. Well, he's dead now. He died last Friday. That was uh, March the 28th. March the 28th, and we just heard about it yesterday. But the reason I'm saying this is that he was one of the people that was bringing all sorts of accusations against the church. And I was telling you uh, on the, in the radio audience that you can't do that. Uh, you can do it, but uh, you're going to pay a price for it. You, God will kill you. And here's just another one that bit the dust. Uh, Mike Bork got what he prayed for. Uh, in other words, the Lord answered his prayer. If I was wrong for leaving the church, my wife and kids and all that, well then, Lord, kill me. Let me die. Don't heal me. Well, Mike, you got your request. And I was walking through my bedroom uh, just yesterday when I heard the news, 
I was mentioning to people, Sonny Bono was a very good friend of mine, too, and I wrote him a letter from prison. I said my, uh, uh, that I'm in here on false charges. I said, and Sonny, come on. I mean, you're in a position now where you can help me. Uh, see if you can get me out of here. He says, uh, and I also uh, wrote to Fred Dalton Thompson, who was then a congressman or senator or whatever, and uh, he never answered. Uh, well, he he said, I can't do anything. My hands are tied. And so I heard that uh, Sonny, uh, while I was still in prison, ran into a tree while he was skiing. And I said, God, that's really something. And uh, all of a sudden I heard his voice saying, Tony, help me. Help me, Tony. I'm, yeah, I'm, I, I, help me out of here. And I just said, Sonny, I can't help you. I said, it's appointed unto man one time to die. You're, there's no such thing as reincarnation. Just once to die. And after this, the judgment, wherever you are, that's where you're going to stay. And I heard Mike Borick's voice last night when I was uh, leaving my bedroom into the office. I said, I heard him say, Tony, help me. And I said, Mike, I can't help you. You're already where um, you're gone. You're gone. You're you're judged already. It's over. They want to go out and make money. You know, a lot of people, they hear my testimony and they want to, before they get saved, they want to copy my testimony. I say that the things that I did before I was a Christian is dung. Absolute dung, even the Beatles album that I own. own. But I'm going to sing a song here, and it's got a real good message to it. Gary S. Paxton wrote it. And you go out to try to make money and everything, but uh, the Lord, Lord says you can't take it with you where you're going. And Gary wrote this song and produced it, and I'm the singer, so go ahead, play it. You can't take it with you. in a turmoil by the sidewalk Somewhere someone left to meet their fate Other people stand around and just talk When they could do more than just obey Everybody's sweating about the dollar Yelling penny saved his penny How's it gonna help them when they holler If it sends them to a place to burn You can't take it with you where you're going There's no place to spend it either way You might as well get satisfaction knowing Someone had a little brighter day Somebody turn a tear to laughter Peace on their return along your way There's no social standings in hereafter Everybody dies the same old way You can't take it with you where you're going 
There's no place to spend it either way You might as well get satisfaction nowhere Someone had a little brighter day When you help somebody before you Chuck the Lord, now don't you know Helping others can be fun to feel Cause you can't take it with you when you go No, you can't take it with you when you go another person you know he's accusing me of saying things from the bible that you have to sometimes spank a child i've never spanked uh, my little daughter and uh, i've uh it's just uh, i don't do that but because she's never done anything that i had to spank her for uh now uh, jared balsley now mike mike not only spanked melissa but he beat her to a pulp. He really abused her. And it just goes to show what a hypocrite he was and how evil he was. Um, I say, uh, you know, you're not supposed to, uh, you know, the, the uh, people that are unsaved say you're not supposed to talk bad about the dead. Well, it's funny. The Bible says all kinds of stuff about the dead, about uh, Achan and about... Um, the homosexuals that were destroyed, about uh, uh, Judas Iscariot, if in case you, some of you remember him. But anyway, he, uh, Mike Boric, uh, abused other children at the church. Uh, Jared Balsley. Jared Balsley is the one that called Bob Stride up and told him, you uh, spank, uh, uh, you know, you had Mike and Mike and you spanked me and I can't wait until you die. Uh, Jared Balsley was put up because he was throwing uh, rocks at uh, vehicles that were going by. He'd be on one of our buses, and he'd throw a rock at somebody, and he was always getting into sexual. He's trying to get sexual things going on. You know, in a church, there's all kinds of people that come in, and every kind of devil in the world tries to attack it. But uh, he, this Mike Bork had a lot of guts accusing me of uh, something, but he's the very one that does it. And that's what every hypocrite does. Uh, like, for instance, the Vatican media is uh, uh, saying that people are abusing, uh, having sex with uh, little girls and boys and stuff like that, when in reality, tens of thousands of them have had sexual relationships with little boys. They're homosexuals, and nobody is trying them whatsoever. They, uh, the Pope says, let's, let's just pay off $500 million or something like that. And in just Los Angeles in California alone. And, uh, but no, you, people that are other than Catholics, um, it's just amazing the hypocrisy of devils. 
Was Mike Boric a devil? Yes, he was possessed by the devil. He was a possession of the devil. Uh, so, uh, and Joshua was so upset at Jared Balsley because Jared Balsley called us and told us that Mike Boric was dead, that he died March 28th. Well, uh, on Friday. And, of course, he says, because I know Tony's going to put it on the radio. Well, he knows me, and I know him, okay? Mm -hmm. Yes, I'm going to say that as a warning to all you other people that are bringing false accusations against my church, the church of the Lord here. Uh, you're going to die, too, and don't say that you never heard me say that on my radio broadcast. God is going to kill you people. And he's going to let make sure that uh, people know that it wasn't me that did it. I can't give anyone cancer. God curses people with such pestilence as cancer, AIDS, and all the other hundreds of diseases that people are smitten with in these last days. He died at about 57 years old. And here I am, 70, almost 74 years old, and still going strong. Now, let this be a warning to all you people that think that you can come against the house of God and get away with it, but you can't. And all you people that are out there trying to be successful in business, and what happens, you know, after you die? The money that you made, you can't take it with you. No, you cannot take it with you. All right, so uh, we have some letters. Uh, who, where are the letters from? From Solomon Islands. Okay, let's hear what they have to say. Dear Pastor Tony Alamo, Christian greetings to you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, wishing you God's blessings in your ministry in this new year. I'm very grateful to receive your Bible literature and the letter which you have sent to me. I've been studying the literature, especially the one entitled The Real Thing, The Real Deal, which has really changed my life to become a real servant of God. Also, I'd like to thank you. Yeah, for most people think that uh, God saved them so God can serve them. God will serve you if you serve him. But there's no possible way that God is going to give you anything more than salvation. If you get saved, that's wonderful, but you have to continue on. And you're not allowed to sin anymore. God will not uh, condone sin. Not at all. And uh, so if you think you can get by with it like Mike after he got saved, well, you better think differently because uh, you can see what happened to him. And I'm using this for a testimony. Nothing vindictive whatsoever. This really happened, folks. And um, God will not pardon uh you know, after you've been grafted into the natural olive tree, which means that you've been grafted into Christ by faith, that uh, and you go to sin again. In other words, you fall. You're supposed to be nailed to the cross with Christ, dead with Christ, so that you can be alive by him being in you. Because God... If God will not pardon uh, a natural person, somebody that is in the flesh, the natural branches, you also will not be pardoned. If you're a Christian, 
and you start living that kind of lifestyle, running off with other people's wives, uh, abusing your children, um, you're not going to, uh, God's not going to spare you. Uh, the Lord tells us to tear down these false liars, uh, to tear, not just, uh, not with guns or boats. He was saying all kinds of evil about this, uh, myself, the church and myself. And I never uh, sent, uh, hit men out to get him or anything like that, like the government does. Uh, John Peeler stated that uh, Clinton hired him to assassinate me. And he went over to my church and found out that uh, I'm squeaky clean. And so he said, I'm not doing it. He quit the government, and because he did that, they threw his son in prison. And he's been in there for over 10 years, from what I understand. We don't use guns, bullets, and bombs. For though we walk in uh, the corpse or a cadaver, we do not war after the people that are of the flesh or that are cadavers. Cadavers uh, are one thing. God uses our cadaver or our uh, body, our flesh, our carne to walk in. So we don't war after the flesh or as the flesh wars, as carnal people war. For our weapons, for the weapons of our warfare or of our militia, God's militia, are not carnal. We don't do anything that's carnal. But something far more powerful than carnal. Carnal, people, carnal, people that are uh, corpses or that are cadavers that only have temporal life, they're going to die. But our warfare is mighty in God, through God, in God, through God, to the pulling down of strongholds, for the pulling down, for the um, destruction of the fortresses uh, of uh, Satan. Pulling down of the fortresses of strongholds, casting down imaginations. This man imagined, uh, you know, Susie told Mike Bork, he said, you know, uh, she said, either be a good Christian or get out and be a good sinner. And so he said before he left, uh, I, I'm not, I, I'm not going to be a good Christian. I'm going to be a good sinner. I'm going to go out there and just live until I die. But what he didn't know, and uh, we taught him in the Bible that you're not living if, if you're uh, doing all the things that are evil. So he had imaginations, and we tried to tell him uh, to get those imaginations casted down. Um, and we preach the word of God so it will destroy carnal reasonings, fleshy reasonings, or different plots, fleshy plots, or these ridiculous arguments that people come up with against the holy, eternal word of the holy, eternal God. And so we put every high thing down. Haughtiness or arrogance that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And bringing into captivity every thought 
to the obedience of not Mike Boric or all the sinners in the world, but to the obedience of Christ, not the devil. And having in a readiness to punish spiritually or revenge all disobedience when but only we can do that when our obedience to the Lord is fulfilled. I keep reading this because uh, this needs to be said and be people have to be reminded of this because we retain our salvation by uh, the reproof of the word of the Lord. So I say, behold the goodness of God. If you're doing the will of the Lord, he's good. But uh, behold the goodness, therefore the goodness and severity of God. You do uh, the opposite of what he says, and then you're in a casket. And your soul has gone out of that casket downward. He's in hell right now, and he's waiting for to be cast into the lake of fire. He's there with that old man that wouldn't give uh, a poor man a piece of bread. Just the crumbs off of his table. So with God, he was uh, to them which uh, fell away, like Mike did, severity. But toward thee, goodness, if thou continue in his goodness. Otherwise, thou also shall be cut off, killed, destroyed. So this is a warning to all you people out there that think you can live the kind of life you want to live without any uh, thing happening to you from the Lord. He says, you do what he says and you'll be blessed. You don't do what he says and he's going to destroy you. You'll be cursed. All right, so we have some letters. Uh, the first one. It's from Solomon Islands. Okay, let's hear it. Also, I would like to thank you for your deep commitment and your dedicated work in reaching out to different people and groups with God's word throughout the world. I, as a loyal follower of Christ and you, would be grateful indeed if you could kindly send me your past literature entitled Fire in Prison, the Heavenly Pharmacy, to receive everything, our Lord's favorite thing, always pray, road to power, the spiritual footwash, accepting the discipline of the Holy Spirit, and the five steps to salvation. Also, four CDs or DVDs of gospel music. Thank you. May God bless you. I hope and trust my request will be granted. Yours sincerely, your son in Christ, God will Esau, from Malaysia Province, Solomon Islands. All right. Praise the Lord. Now, you have another one? Yes. Let's hear it. Dear Pastor Lamo, greetings to you in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We wish to thank you for the materials you've sent to us. May the Lord Jesus Christ bless you abundantly for keeping our faith alive. We're now trying hard to encourage our brothers and sisters in Christ by proclaiming the good news, studying and distributing your newsletters and literature. The literature had a great impact in many people's lives. Brace Yourselves has been particularly life-transforming message to the majority. Once again, we thank you for sending us these precious and wonderful gifts, which have made a difference in our society. So far, there has been a positive response from churches across the region, i.e. Lake Victoria, Rift Valley, Carrico, Nakuru, among others, as we continue with our task of bringing souls to Christ. We're being challenged by the large number of new arrivals who need Bibles. We have run short of Bibles since we distributed all of those that you sent to us. 
Therefore, Pastor, we request for more Bibles from you. In addition to that, we're also very much in need of literature, especially Brace Yourselves. I and our branches in the Nyando district are trying hard to distribute the literature across the region by bicycle and other available means through your cooperation. Our brothers and sisters have benefited spiritually through these wonderful and precious gifts you've been sending to us. May our Father in Heaven abundantly bless you and your ministry at large. Thank you, Evangelist Caleb Kariwa from Nyando District, Kenya, Africa. All right, praise the Lord. There's a scripture that comes to mind regarding this mic and many other people that have fallen away in this church, as I told you before. I don't hold anything back from you people out in the world, and I don't hold anything back for the people that are in those spirit. Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 through 5, because, it says, because if you have been risen with Christ, you will look for the things above. Well, Mike didn't want to look for the things above. He wanted to get other people's wives. He wanted to go out with the other lot of wives because he was so frustrated. There was fightings and warrings in his flesh to the point that he was angry, just like his son is angry because we found out that he died. And I just, I just wanted to use it as a testimony. Mike is wherever he saw, uh, wherever he is. And we think we know where he is without a doubt. So, um, because if you have been risen with Christ, if you're a, a Christian now, you will uh, look for the things above where Christ is sitting on the right hand of God. And you'll focus there. So, set, uh, the Bible states, uh, the Apostle Paul says, by the Holy Spirit, your intentions... Your attention, not on the things of the earth, because you have been dead. And your uh, life now is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, your life, is manifested, then you will also be manifested with him. Will Mike be manifested with him? Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. Because his life was not hidden with Christ. His life was hidden in the world. He wanted to have a lot of women and other people's wives. I mean, you can't marry other people's wives. That's uh, adultery. Now, Colossians chapter 3, verse 5 says, Put to death the earthly. In other words, don't look at the earthly things anymore. Don't let them live in you. Or, uh, so put to death the earthly, uh, or terrestrial things in you. Uh, earthly things are terrestrial things. And they are in you. I read scriptures on that yesterday. Well, what are these terrestrial things? One is fornication, adultery, and, uh, Purity, the Bible says, or uh, lewdness, disorderly passion, bad desires, and greed. All these things, it says, is which uh, is idolatry. Fornication, 
you idolize another man's wife, and so you uh, covet her, so you go get her. And then you take her away from the church and have sex with her. And the little sons, they follow after him. They like his example, and they don't want to let us know that he's dead. But isn't it something how Mr. Balsley, Jared Balsley, called us up and told us? There's always a little bird that's going to tell about you. I mean, what's hidden in the secret shall be shouted to the housetops, the Bible says. Amen? Amen. Okay, now we're reading from the 10th touch after the book of Joshua. And to set the stage for this, I'm going to tell you that there's five kings that started assembling themselves together because they were so afraid of the poor Israelites. Because God uh, destroyed Egypt because of them. And he also opened the Red Sea for them. He also pl uh, sent them down to angels' food for 40 years on the wilderness. And that's been proven. Uh, that's historical. And... Uh, then he, uh, he we uh, know that uh, that they saw uh, the uh, Hebrew children destroy Jericho and then Ai, and so these five kings are really worried. They're really sick with worry. So they said, "Look, all of us con congregate together." And what I'm saying here, this parallels so well for today because. You people have seen that uh, God has delivered me many times, the people in the world. And now you're getting the whole world government against me. You've been against me for years. And so far you still never put me down. I'm still dictating to you what God says you're going to do or else you're going to die. And you think that you know how to throw bombs, bullets, and all this sort of thing. God knows how to send down plagues that will annihilate you, the White House, and uh, the the Pope and everything over there. So if I were you, I'd back off real fast. So now we're going to start reading from the 10th chapter about these five kings thinking that they can gang up on Israel, God's chosen people. Now Israel is the body of Christ. And if a Jew wants to be part of Israel... They must join, they must kneel down before Christ and let him, uh, they must join themselves to him. Because anyone that will not join Christ is against Christ. Anyone that rejects Christ is against God. And really what it is, is you're against yourself. This is what Christ told the Apostle Paul. He says, why are you persecuting me? Don't you know that it's very hard for you to kick against the thorns on a cactus? You're kicking against somebody that can hurt you a whole lot more than you can hurt me. You can't hurt me, God says. All right? You really can't hurt anybody that's born again of the Spirit that's on their way to heaven unless you can make them fall. And God might put me through that test. He's put me through quite a few tests with you people out there. And I've always come back preaching the word of God. When I was in prison, I preached the word of God there as well. And this is what everybody has to do. You can't back down from the devil because God created Lucifer, an angel, to serve him. And then Lucifer got puffed up because he thought he was good looking. And so he says, I'll be like God. 
I don't need God. Look at me. I'm uh, well out here uh, doing things, taking care. I'm a covering agent for the Lord. He uh, called me to uh, do all this business up here in heaven, and therefore, uh, you know, well, I'm running everything up here anyway. No, God's just letting him do it. Amen. Just like I'll let the different people in the church do certain things. And if they get puffed up about it and I see that it'll throw their soul, I'll put them down. I mean, I'll just immediately take them out of that job because I can see it's getting to them. It's getting to them too much. And I don't want their souls to fall away and go to hell. So I just, um, I either do that. And if they start rising up against me, I just calmly say, get out of the church. Get out of the church because you're not going to rise up against me. God gave me this church and you're not going to come in here and take it over. We just recently put a person out because he'd left the church for 25 years. And then he comes back and he's starting to dictate what kind of job he's going to have here. I said, we don't have need of anybody like that. He said, well, I'm leaving. I said, goodbye. And he's gone. Okay, because, uh, you know, the Lord is the boss. And he made me the boss down here. I'm God's the bossum, and I'm the bossum. Okay? So it's either our way or the highway. Amen? Amen. Okay, so let's start reading from the 10th chapter of Joshua. And uh, let's get into what these five kings are conspiring to do against God's chosen people. All right, go ahead. Now it came to pass when Adonai Zedek, king of Jerusalem, had heard how Joshua had taken Ai. Yeah, boy, they destroyed Ai. Then what? That, but it wasn't Joshua that did it. <laughs> it was God doing it for Joshua and the people of Israel. Then what? And had utterly destroyed it. As utterly destroyed Egypt, uh, Jericho, and now Ai. Now five kings are going to rise up. Let's see. It's like God is just slowly building up their faith. Wouldn't you say? Amen. Okay, let's go. As he had done to Jericho and her king, so he had done to Ai and her king. And how the inhabitants of Gibeon had made peace with Israel and were among them, that they feared greatly, because Gibeon was a great city. Yeah, so these five kings are fearing, they're trembling in their boots, their knees are smiting together. And they need a diaper change. Okay, and that's what's going to happen to a lot of you. When you see God and you see he starts putting fear into you, you're either going to serve him or get a diaper change. For the, and he'll, he'll give you many of those kind of changes if you even have enough money to pay for diapers. Then what else? Or pampers, whatever they call them. Then what? Gibeon was a great city as one of the royal cities. And because it was greater than Ai and all the men thereof were mighty. Verse 3. Wherefore Adonai Zedek, king of Jerusalem, sent unto Hoham, king of Hebron, and unto Piram, king okay, of... Okay, that's three, then Piram, then who? King of Jarmuth, and unto Je Jephiah, king of Lachish. That's four. And unto Deber, king of Eglon. Yeah. Okay, that's five kings. Then what? Saying, verse four, come up unto me and help me. That we help! Help! Why don't you just uh, make commands, repent, and go to the children of Israel and say, uh, look, we know God's with you. And if God be with you, who could be against you? We know we can't beat you. But no, people, uh, the eggheads that are running governments today 
are just as stupid as these five kings and the king of Ai and the king of uh, Jericho and the king of Egypt, the Pharaoh, just as idiotic. And you'll see that there's 31 more. And then uh, in these uh, chapters coming up, kings that were defeated by God uh, for Israel. And he's doing the same thing for me because I'm one of the members. I am Israel. Okay? Amen. All right. So let's get with it, kids. Then what? Verse 4. Come up unto me and help me that we may smite Gibeon. You're going to smite? Okay, God's going to smite him, huh? Then what? For it hath made peace with Joshua and with the children of Israel. Verse 5. Therefore the five kings of the Amorites, the king of Jerusalem, the king of Hebron. Now they didn't like it because Gibeon faked uh, the Israel out and lied to them and said they were from a far country. Gibeon. And so these five kings are going to try to destroy Gibeon. Amen? Amen. We don't like that they joined up with Israel. We don't like anybody that joins up with the church, uh, the Christian church. We're going to destroy them, this government today says. It's that same thing all over again. This is the way that the devil works. He hasn't changed. And let me tell you something. God hasn't changed either. If you're keeping the commandments of the Lord, he's going to bless you. He's going to fight for you. He's going to destroy for you. He's going to protect you. Amen. Don't you want that, you idiots? Okay, so let's go. Verse 5. Therefore the five kings of the Amorites, the king of Jerusalem, the king of Hebron, the king of Jarmuth, the king of Lachish, the king of Eglon, gathered themselves together and went up, they and all their host, and encamped before Gibeon and made war against it. Verse 6. And the men of Gibeon sent unto Joshua to the camp to Gilgal, saying, Slack not thy hand from thy servants. Come up to us quickly and save us and help us. For all the kings of the Amorites that dwell in the mountains are gathered together against us. Yeah, so these people said, Don't you want us to be chopping wood for you? Because uh, that's what they were, these people. And carry water for you? Come and protect us so we can still chop wood for you and carry water for you. We're your servants. Then what? Verse 7. So Joshua ascended from Gilgal, he and all the people of war with him, and all the mighty men of valor. Verse 8. And the Lord said unto Joshua, Fear them not, for I have delivered them into thine hand. Okay, so God is making a prophecy here. He's telling Joshua. And when the Lord gives me a prophecy, I tell everybody else. And so... Joshua is going to tell everybody in the congregation, don't fear, God's given the, all these people, these five kings to us. And you're going to see them groveling and hiding in a cave real soon. Okay, then what? There shall not a man of them stand before thee. Not even one man, Lord? Not one man. Okay, then what? Verse 9. Joshua therefore came unto them suddenly and went up from Gilgal all night. Verse 10. And the Lord discomfited them before Israel and slew them with a great slaughter at Gibeon and chased them along the way that goeth up to Beth Horon and smote them at Azekah and unto Makeda. Verse 11. And it came to pass as they fled from before Israel and were in the going down to Beth Horon 
that the Lord cast down great stones from heaven upon them unto Azekah, and they died. Did you say the Lord cast down large stones from heaven? Then would you say the Bible says that he's going to stand down huge hailstones weighing a hundred pounds each on the people of this earth because they refuse to serve the Lord. Okay, then what? They were more which died with hailstones than they whom the children of Israel slew with the sword. So isn't that something? Hmm? Amen. So the Lord is the one that's doing the fighting for them. Then what? Verse 12. Then spake Joshua to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel. And he said in the sight of Israel, Son, stand thou still upon Gibeon. In other words, S-U-N. He's talking about sun, moon, sun. You know, not my son, but he's saying to the sun. He's speaking to the sun. Sun, stand still over Gibeon. Why did he want the sun to stand still? So there'd be light long enough for him to slaughter every single one of them. And for uh, and the moon in the valley of Echelon. Then what? Verse 13. And the sun stood still and the moon stayed until the people had avenged themselves upon their enemies. Okay, now a lot of people think that that isn't so. But in, uh, there was a born-again Christian that was a um, one of these people that puts together these rockets. He was a rocket scientist to go to the moon. And they couldn't figure how to get it up. There was some flaw in there. And then he remembered this scripture about the sun standing still for a while um, and the moon uh, stopped. When he figured that into the calculus, he calculated that, then the rocket was able to go to the moon. So unless he would have used the scriptures, the rocket would have never gone to the moon. Because you have to figure all those things into it. God has everything set just like a a time clock. Uh, Nothing is going to disturb it. Only a person of the Lord can tell the sun and the moon to stand still so that the slaughter can continue. Then what else? Is not this written in the book of Jasher? Right, there is the book of Jasher. Uh, The Vatican uh, did not put that in the Bible. They left a lot of books out of the Bible, such as the two or three books of Enoch and others. Then what? So the sun stood still in the midst of heaven and hasted not to go down about a whole day. Uh, hasted not to go down for a whole day. Right? Yes. Okay, so he took that whole day and took that out of the calculus and then up with the moon. Up to the moon. Up to the moon with the rocket. Okay, then what? Verse 14. And there was no day like that before it or after it that the Lord hearkened unto the voice of a man. For the Lord fought for Israel. Verse 15. Let's see. That the Lord uh, heeded 
the voice of a man. But look at today how that the Lord heeds all of our words. Amen. 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 Uh, because we can call on him if there's trouble, uh, and uh, he will answer us and show us great and mighty things that we can't even imagine. Then what? Verse 15. And Joshua returned. You see that? For the Lord fought for Israel. Then verse 15. And Joshua returned, and all Israel with him, unto the camp to Gilgal. Verse 16. But these five kings fled and hid themselves in a cave at Makeda. Well, wait a minute. Now, they, uh, the Pharaoh, he had to do what the Lord wanted him to do. Amen? Amen. And then he, God opened up the Red Sea and say, well, I don't believe that. Well, you will when you stand before God. You'll believe it or you'll wind up in hell. Okay, so, you know, you think it's smart to say, I don't believe God. Why don't you say you don't believe the Pope or the one world government, the, uh, all these people that are such liars? You know that all the politicians that are in office are liars and homosexuals and every other filthy thing on the face of this earth. Why don't you say you don't believe them? Why are you saying you don't believe God? Mike Bork didn't believe God either, and he's laying on a morgue slab now. He's in a casket. Now he knows the truth. Otherwise, I wouldn't be hearing his voice. This is the second time this happened to me in my life. As a Christian, is to hear Sonny, my friend, and Mike was once my friend as well. And now he's saying, help me. And you know, Mike, I can't help you. Sonny, I can't help you. You're where you're going to be, and you're going to be in the lake of fire. And I really like both of them. Okay, then what? Verse 17. And it was told Joshua, saying, The five kings are found hid in a cave at Makeda. Wow, my goodness. And now all these five kings. Ai, Jericho, Egypt, the Red Sea, the ten plagues. And now these five five kings are hiding in a in a cave, groveling on the floor of the cave. Then what? Verse 18. And Joshua said, Roll great stones upon the mouth of the cave, and set men by it for to keep them. To put kings in there? That's like saying, okay, Clinton and Bush and uh, Franklin Roosevelt and uh, two other, uh, you know, other kings would be in a cave, groveling. And everybody thought they were the most mighty man on uh, men on earth. Then, and Nixon and all these people, they're all dead, except Bush and Clinton. And their time is coming up real soon. Unless they repent, they're going to die. Then what else? Verse 19. And stay ye not, but pursue after your enemies, and smite the hindmost of them. Suffer them not to enter into their cities. For the Lord your God hath delivered them into your hand. See, just like the Lord said before they even went into battle. Amen. Okay, then what? Verse 20. And it came to pass when Joshua and the children of Israel had made an end of slaying them with a very great slaughter, till they were consumed, that the rest which remained of them entered into fenced cities. Verse 21. And all the people returned to the camp to Joshua at Makeda in peace. None moved his tongue against any of the children of Israel. Verse 22, Then said Joshua, Open the mouth of the cave, and bring out those five kings unto me out of the cave. 
Verse 23, And they did so, and brought forth those five kings unto him out of the cave, the king of Jerusalem, the king of Hebron, the king of Jarmuth. Right, and then we're going to pick up here tomorrow because of my time is up, but what they did is killed them all, all those five kings. So that's uh, seven, and then uh, seven kings so far. Okay, and it's going to build up to 31, and it's going to build up to, it's all building up to this very day where God is going to slaughter all you leaders of the world. Okay? You're gonna, it's going to happen to you, just like I said what's going to happen to everything else. All right, so now, uh, you know, you don't have to do this. All you kings could repent, like uh, the Gibeonites. Right? Yes. Couldn't you come with uh, some old bread and stale bread and say, look at all the stuff we have is nothing? And you can get saved. All I got to do is repent. And you can do so uh, right away, right in this minute. It doesn't take long. Just a, just a minute prayer. Say it. Say to the Lord right now. It's for your own good, not mine, not God. God is, uh, he's fine. Say to the Lord, my Lord and my God, I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God. And I believe that you, uh, that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former sins. And I believe that you, Father God, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open up the door of my heart, and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus, Father God, Holy Spirit. Wash all my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul. I know because your word says so. Your word says that no, you'll turn no one away. All that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And Lord, I am calling on you, and therefore I know you've heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I'm saved. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my eternal soul. Now, um, just start praising and thanking the Lord. Raise your hands up and thank God for this, because this is the most important thing that could ever happen to you in your whole life. But you have to continue on to the end. Now, Sharon, tell them how to re the uh, listening audience how to receive a copy of this tape or CD number 595. It's free. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas 75505, or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370. Or fax to area code 479-782-7406. Praise the Lord. There's so many people that have left the church and they've wound up uh, a very sad way. They let one day s slip away after another until they're in a casket now. Don't let that happen to you. Here I am to sing another Gary Paxson song. Um, and he produced it his, or directed it and um, arranged it and wrote it, The Days We Let Slip By. The days we let slip by Forever, never will return Like robins in the springtime When a day has come and gone it is then a part of eternity and time The days we let slip by 
forever While we're putting on What we can do tomorrow For us tomorrow never comes And we're the guilty ones The days we let slip Should have cared. 